This is Dante Bosco, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. We are rolling right along with another episode of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zimrak, and this is episode 584 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, Dante Basco is going to be joining us. Now, you uh, may know him as Rufio, the leader of the Lost Boys and Steven Spielberg's Hook from the 90s. That's uh, with Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman. Or you may know him as the voice of Prince Zuko on Nickelodeon's Avatar, The Last Airbender. Or as Disney's American Dragon, Jake Long. So many things he's done. He has a new movie out. It's called The Fabulous Filipino Brothers, and it's uh, it's a funny one, so you got to check it out. And uh, Dante's going to be coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond, so get ready for that. And we are moving along. A lot of things going on. The past week was just, uh, you know, one, three different people we had from the movie uh, Eminence, and uh, this week we have Dante today, and then on Tuesday we have another guest so i'll keep you keep you in suspense on that one and also uh somebody emailed me and told me that uh on screen and beyond is now in the top 50 podcasts on podcast magazine so uh that's podcastmagazine.com and and i was totally surprised because i'd never even uh, you know knew about that and uh, so uh, we hit number 44 to beginning popping onto the charts and it's very much like the old um, you know, billboard magazine type thing where they have listings and everything. And uh, I found out that you can go vote if you want to vote for On Screen and Beyond. You can go to podcastmagazine.com and you can, uh, you got to put your email and some stuff in just to get, to, you know, to be able to vote because they only let you vote once and all that stuff. So, uh, but uh, you can go in and you can vote for On Screen and Beyond. We'd appreciate that. See if we can move up the charts. It'd be nice. Like I said, didn't even know about it. <laughs> so anyways, why don't we get right into it? It's time for Remake Madness on On Screen and Beyond. Not too many remakes going on right now. Not too much of anything, really. So it's been a little tough. But as far as remakes, we have a couple. The remake of the Masters of the Universe, which we've talked about before, which was with Sony, is now moved over to Netflix, and they look to start production this summer. Netflix is just rolling along with productions. And 1985's The Color Purple will be getting a remake by Warner Brothers. This time around, it's going to be a musical. And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, it looks like Frank Grillo and Dermot Mulroney will be starring in a new action movie called Lights Out, which is in pre-production right now. It's about a drifting ex-soldier who becomes an underground fighter with the help of an ex-con. And you can look for Christian Slater, John Senna, and Allison Breed to star in an action comedy called Freelance. And filming has now started. 
And it looks like Kevin Costner is just rolling along with his westerns. He will be directing a new film that he's always wanted to do, supposedly. And this one is starting on August 29th in Utah, where he'll be filming. And it will be a western called Horizon. He will direct, produce, and star in it. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, why don't we find out what's coming your way as far as sequels? Taking you down to Seagull City next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sequel City. Well, it looks like a sequel to Mortal Kombat is moving along finally as a writer has been hired to write Mortal Kombat 2. And Downton Abbey, A New Era, has been pushed back from its March 18th release date to now April 29th in the UK and May 20th in the USA. And Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will fly into theaters on May 5th, 2023. That is it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, why don't we find out what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD. TV on DVD, Yellowstone Season 4 kicks on to DVD Blu-ray on March 8th. And CSI Vegas Season 1 hits DVD on April 5th. And The Handmaid's Tale, fourth season, arrives on DVD on April 5th. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? Movies on DVD, The Matrix Resurrections arrives on Blu-ray and 4K on March 8th. Coming to America, that's coming to the number two, America, with Eddie Murphy strolls on to DVD and Blu-ray on March 8th, and Belfast lands on DVD and Blu-ray on March 1st. That's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time, well, the game has been renewed for Season 2 on Paramount+, Plus, along with SEAL Team for Season 6 and Mayor of Kingstown for Season 2. And Disney Plus's Hocus Pocus 2 will release on October 31st this year. And sadly, actor Howard Hessman, known for his role on WKRP in Cincinnati as DJ Dr. Johnny Fever, has passed at the age of 81. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, Dante Basco is going to be joining us. He was Rufio, the leader of the Lost Boys, on Hook. And also he's the voice of the Airbender and uh, Prince Zuko on, you know, on Airbender. And also as Jake Long on American Dragon and just so many other things he's done. Dante Basco has a new film out. It's called The Fabulous Filipino Brothers. 
And we're going to talk to him about that and so much more next, right here on On Screen and Beyond, Dante Basco. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is an actor who many of you know for many different roles. You may know him as the voice of Jake Long on Disney's American Dragon Jake Long, or as the voice of Prince Zuko on Nickelodeon's Avatar The Last Airbender, or as Rufio, the leader of the Lost Boys in Steven Spielberg's 1991 hit film Hook with Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman. He has a new film coming out on February 8th, which he directs and acts in, along with his brothers and sister. It's Dante Bosco. Dante, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Nice to be here, Brian. Now, Dante, I want to start right off here. The fabulous Filipino Brothers is a riot. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I enjoyed it a lot. There's, you know... I don't want to give too much away, but it, it, it is funny. Uh, how did you come up with this idea? I mean, all the stories are based on, like, true stories in my family. So getting to direct my first film after all these years of being an actor and then becoming a producer and whatnot, um, I, you know, I just took the advice that I give to a lot of young filmmakers, write what you know, write what you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we did, and I got to, you know, very fortunate as a first-time director to be able to work with my brothers who are all great actors and who've been on this journey with me as in Hollywood for the last 30 plus years and then give them an opportunity to actually get to do what they actually can do which a lot of actors most actors I'd say in Hollywood 99% of them whether you're Asian black white or other uh, you don't ever get to really get to do what you can do and, and I try to put them in a position where they're like let's let's see what you can really do and uh, and, and it was I had a great time making the film. So give our audience an idea of what the film is about. Well, the film is basically about four brothers. Um, It's four brothers, four vignettes, like a linear story told out of order, all surrounding uh, a Filipino wedding. And with all that said, it's just the calamity of family and and siblings. And it's a story about family and siblings and, and their relationship with each other and uh, and, and the madness of, of family, especially around a wedding. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it it really caught what a family is like, the brothers sitting around the table arguing and, <laughs> and fighting. I, I, could, <laughs> I could see it. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, no, we, we tailored it to, to, the, to the boys. And, um, and yeah, it's a slice of life for my family. It's, it's, the whole thing is fiction, but that being said, um, all the stories and even the stories within the stories and the moments in the film, a lot of them come from true life events from our family. And so, you know, getting the whole family to come in and write it together, we're really paying homage to the family uh, and, and, our, and our life. You know, it's one of those unique films that you're going to do as a filmmaker where it feels like everything you've done leading up to now has kind of led to us making this movie and let's, let's throw everything in the movie. Yeah. And, like I said, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, I don't have my notes in front of me because the problems we had getting on connected here, I, I, I left them in the other room. But uh, the one thing, a couple of things that I, I thought were very amusing was the scene with your brother who was uh, in the food and the girl. Yes, Dionisio. <laughs> yes. So while, you know, I think sometimes we're like, how far is too far? And, uh, you know, let's just, let's see. 
Let's see. And uh, he had a great time. That's, I think that's going to burn a lasting impression in a lot of people's brains. Yeah. <laughs> and then the first segment with your, uh, I don't know if he's an older brother or what, but uh, uh, with the chicken. <laughs> yeah, that's my oldest brother, Derek. Again, another story based in stories from our life and us growing up around my, 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 my grandfather and having live chickens around. Uh, crazy things happen. And not something you expect to happen in the suburbs of San Francisco, but guess what? Things happen. Did you film it all in the uh, the San Francisco area? Yeah, we actually got to shoot it in our hometown of Pittsburgh, California. And in a lot of ways, it's a love letter to our hometown and to the, the, the Filipino community in that town that we grew up in and, and our family and our extended family. Uh, it was really It was really cool to see everybody come out and support us as we were shooting. And again, it's one of those... Unique experience, man. Not a lot of people get to leave their hometown, go to Hollywood, find success, and then be able to bring it back and do one for the hometown. And then, you know, it really felt in a lot of ways it was kind of emotional and cathartic because it was, you know, all all artists leave their hometown and it's just you against the world trying to make it out there. And then you get to come home and you get to realize the whole time when you thought you were alone out there doing it, um, all these people have been rooting for you the whole time, so... They were the, they've, they've been there ever since the beginning, watching everything we've been doing as a family, rooting us on and supporting us and continue to support us to this day. So it was really beautiful. Yeah. Now, were a lot of the extras actually family members or were they friends? Or? Totally. All family members. All, all family fam- members, all friends. All You know, when you grow up in that community and a lot of Filipino communities, it's like everybody's an uncle and aunt, whether you're blood related or not. Everyone's your cousin. And uh, and they all came out. They all showed up, and they all came to support and be a part of it. It was great to get some of them on film. Yeah. And and how long was the shoot itself? Well, you know, we're talking about independent film, Brian. So uh, we had a very, you know, we had an indie budget coming from the Philippines and Signal Entertainment. And we shot it uh, probably over six weeks in, you know, two countries, in the Philippines and in San Francisco on location outside of L.A. because we all live in L.A., but... Uh, I think our shooting days were somewhere around eight, 16 days of shooting, wow. if you can believe it. Yeah, and, and, and I was going to ask you if you really went to the Philippines because, you know, when you're in, in your scene with, with the girl there, um, you know, it didn't look like it was L.A. <laughs> yeah, no, we went to the Philippines. It was, it was great. It's ambitious, you know. A lot of people are like, you're doing a pretty ambitious first-time film when – multiple countries and uh, such a large cast and different, uh, a lot of different leads. But uh, we, we pulled it off and, you know, like most films, especially indie films, completing anything is a, is a, is a minor miracle. Yeah. So how did you like uh, directing? I loved it. I love directing. Um, I've been producing for about a decade now. So to sit in a chair and kind of get a helmet, um, was was fascinating. It was, a, it was a new thing for me, so there's a lot of responsibilities and a lot of meetings and conversations and that I had to have, and I had to make a final decision on so many things from <laughs> the color of the drapes and the furniture to, you know, lighting and acting choices and where to go from here and there and whatnot, and uh, at times very stressful, but also very rewarding, and I had such a great group of people around me from my producing partner, Ron Erickson, to my uh, director of photography, Andrea Walter, to, of course, all my brothers and my family there. It, it was a great experience. Yeah. So so how, how did they take uh, taking orders from you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I'm honored, man. I felt honored that they trusted me to tell the story and they went along with me and all my shenanigans and crazy ideas and, and bringing them into to co-write it was really big because of course, again, it became a family project talking about real intimate family themes and family stories. And so we were all very cautious about tiptoeing around some of the things we were inspired by and what some of the things we were going to comment on in the film. Um, and so when it got to the acting part, you know, a little, you know, they're brilliant actors. So yeah. the, just having me push them in, in certain directions, it was very cool to, to see them take that direction and, and trust me that I had an idea about where I was going with the film. Did and, you get um, into any? Did you get into any headlocks like you did in the film? <laughs> no, no, not not this particular project. We've done it in the past. Like I said, we've worked together yeah. many times over the years in theater and film. And I produced I, as a, as a young producer, I produced a, a reality show where I brought all my my family back to the Philippines for the first time called the Bosco Balik Byron Project, and there were fireworks there for sure. Uh, I think I've learned a lot of things over the years. I think we all have, and we've all grown from it. And um, and we're passionate, man. We're all artists. So yeah. at the end of the day, I don't mind, you know, having creative discussions and, and being passionate about it. But we're all on the same page on this on this one and trying to get to the finish line. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, you know, being your first time directing, did you get a lot of ideas from when you worked for probably one of the greatest directors there is, Steven Spielberg? Oh, yeah, man. Even as a kid, I would show up on the set days when I'm not working. Really, at first, to watch, you know, the actors act. I mean, the legends, Robin Williams' improv, Dustin Hoffman do brilliant character work and just spending hours just, like, watching them do their thing. And then realizing ultimately I'm sitting next to one of the greatest directors, you know, ever. And I'm sitting next to Spielberg and him starting to tell me about camera movement and angles of lens and lenses and cells and cameras and lighting. And, and so, you know, if you watch my film, like, I, I'm a big, I'm a big student of everything and especially of filmmaking and, and a big fan of Steven and his whole, his whole, you know, friend group, his clique of directors he came up with, which is Coppola and Scorsese and De Palma and, mm. uh, and what they did. But, you know, Steven's a little bit different, you know. Steven's a real entertainer. And I think that's the kind of director I'm becoming also. And I hope people are, you know, I hope they learn about my culture and about my family and my, and my experience. But also, at the end of the day, I, I want people to laugh and be entertained by, by the story we're telling. Well, you entertained me. I can tell you that. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, like I say, I don't want to give things away, but one of the best lines in the film, and I, I, hope, I hope you'll know what I mean when I say this, but the line was, oh, if I can remember it exactly now, um, it's, uh, uh, I'll be uh, late for the wedding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be late for the wedding. <laughs> Yeah, that was a crazy moment in the movie. And, you yeah, know, people got to see it. Now they got to go see it. People got to see it. 
that that also stems from a, a very true story, uh, very similar to that kind of story, and and also just that whole thing was very, you know, I, I'm stealing from all my heroes, and mm-hmm. that definitely is that whole vignette is kind of like an ode to like, especially young Woody Allen stuff, oh, you know, yeah. relationships and calamity. And uh, and unexpected tragedies, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was like, you know, that's you know, there's a lot of people we steal from in dialogue wise, mm-hmm. idea wise, and feeling wise, and uh, that's just kind of filmmaker I am at the moment. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I try to I try to like you know steal from the greats. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It really was, and uh, I enjoyed it. And uh, people should definitely go out and see it on February eighth. Um, and uh, now it's going to be out on digital and. Uh, uh, on it's on digital. digital for download, Apple TV and Google Play and Amazon Prime Video. Right now, me and my brothers are on a, a fabulous Filipino tour. And, if you, you know, you can follow us on Instagram at Fat Filipino Tour. See, we're near a town near you with Regal Films. And we've been going all up and down the, the West Coast. And then we're doing the East Coast and Hawaii. So there's, there's some, some uh, opportunities to catch it in person with us and wow. be involved in live Q&As and stuff. So it was a lot of fun working on that film? Man, I mean, the time of our life, it's one of those films, like I said, it feels like everything I've done in my career thus far has like led me up to to making this film. And we really put a lot into it. And it was an honor to to be accepted into South by Southwest Film Festival last year and to premiere it there. And to really, it really taught me a lesson as an artist, you know, to tell personal stories and... Uh, and if you get real personal with it, sometimes it becomes a universal story, which yeah. is great. And re- real quickly, uh, for Hook, when you were on that, did you realize when you were that young, I mean, that you were working with Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams and Steven Spielberg? I, I, you know, I mean, most kids probably wouldn't know that, you know, I mean, they know who they are. Oh, yeah, you're an actor. But how was it for you? Did you know that <laughs> that they were who they yeah, were? Yeah, like I said, I definitely knew who they were. I mean, they were big heroes of mine. I mean, Robin Williams since Mark and Mindy. I mean, of course. But then The World According to Garp was a big film. One of my favorite movies of all time was Dead Poet Society. and really led to me becoming a poet and even talking a lot of poetry with Robin on the set and led me to becoming a poet myself. Dustin Hoffman, of course, is a god. You know, like I said, I'm a student of, of my industry and of, of course the actors first and foremost and Dustin is of the you know even at that age I knew he was one of the, the gods he's the Mount Rushmore of the 70s actors that changed you know Brando changed the industry in the 50s with Streetcar and then these character actors came in the 70s and it was Pacino, De Niro, Hoffman, Jack Nicholson those of these came in and these guys, these characters became leading men and forever changed Hollywood. I knew that. And I, and I was, and I watched all his films when I worked with him and I would come on the set and I'd ask him about Kramer versus Kramer. I'd ask him about scenes and Lenny. I'd ask him about midnight cowboy. I'd read biographies on, on the films he did in the seventies and we'd have discussions about it. And I tell young artists all the time, like definitely you have to know when you're in the presence of greatness and to be able to kind of, see if you can suck some of the nectar out of uh, out of that, what what makes them great and hopefully you can apply that to to what you're doing in some way shape or form yeah, yeah. well i know we are tight on time and uh i want to finish up with one final question and yeah the uh 
people should go out see the fabulous Filipino Brothers, and it's coming out on February 8th, and it is going to be on all the digital formats, so it's a fun movie. Be sure to check it out. And Dante, the final question is, when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what are your favorite movies Mm. now and of the past? What are you enjoying? Well, I mean, TV shows, TV has really killed it in the last, you know, 10 years or so. I mean, of course, like everybody, Squid Games, I, I kind of jumped on that with everyone, and I really loved it. I'm a big Game of Thrones guy, so I love Game of Thrones. Uh, ironically, I'm writing a script with my girlfriend right now, and we're, you know, it's a, it's a rom-com, and we've been watching a lot of Sex in the City recently, about all those female relationships and and that dialogue. So I've been really getting a kick out of, of watching that again, or really for the first time, because I didn't really watch it the first round that much. So those are fascinating. As far as films, man, I'm like, I'm, I love all film and I love, I love watching films. You know, yeah. I, I have a thing. I started a thing with my girlfriend, Alice Ramatula during COVID called Monday Cinema Club. And we watch a, we watch a classic film every week and we discuss it with all the fans on Instagram live every Monday. Oh, wow. And so we, we've been doing that now. I think we've done like 76 or 77 films now. And I figure what it is we're up to. Uh, this week it's fried green tomatoes, which is fascinating and fun, but you know, the movies I watch, you know, again, it goes back to Spielberg and his, his clique of people and that, I mean, Coppola and the Godfather and even goes back further. I mean, a place in the sun, George Stevens is one of my favorite films of all time. Mm. Two for the road, classic films. I mean, this is a movie that, you know, as a young actor, we got turned on to by our conservatory and our, and our school of acting that we, we attended me and my brothers and, and we're still chasing, man. We're still chasing George Stevens. We're still t- chasing Brando Pacino. We're still chasing Montgomery Cliff. We're still chasing all, Hoffman, all these guys and everything. The Graduate. I mean, I watched The Graduate recently and just fell in love with the film again. Uh, these are the things, you know. These are the things. And there's and there's new guys out there doing a brilliant, brilliant thing. And, you know. Yeah. We just we just try to keep up. You got any new projects coming up? Uh... You know, besides this one, in the works. Yeah, well, I have. I'm scheduled to finish a film with a director, Francis Delatore, in March. Uh, it's more like, it's like a kind of like a heist film, and then um, also scheduled to do my first rom com, starring my first rom com called Asian Persuasion with Jet Tolentino as the director, out of New York. So I get to go to New York in April and shoot a rom com with the with the background of you know the landscape of New York City, which I'm excited about. And then there's some other production projects on my schedule for the rest of the year. I might be able to jump into the director chair again and do a film at the end of this year, but we're waiting for all the offers to come in and whatnot. Jeez, you're a busy guy. <laughs> oh, we do our best, you know? Yeah. Well, Dante, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to talk to us, and uh, good luck with the fabulous Filipino brothers. Thank you so much. Bye. And a big thank you going out to Dante Basco for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. And so many things he's done. He's a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, he, you know, he was just so good in the in the movie Hook, and of course in his voiceover work he's done. And if you get to see him in the fabulous Filipino Brothers, you'll know that he's just continuing on with that streak. So be sure to check that out. The fabulous Filipino Brothers on demand. And. We have another guest coming your way Tuesday, so get ready for that. Another person has a movie out. we got to get it out uh, right to you, so it's coming out on Tuesday. 
And uh, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but uh, a lot of you will recognize her. Okay, so there's a little clue for you. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyways, uh, hope you'll check that out on Tuesday. So get ready for that for episode 585, which will be coming your way. And uh, be sure if you get a chance to like us on Facebook, if you are uh, want to try the, checking us out on the podcast hot 50 that's out on podcastmagazine.com and you can actually vote for us we'd appreciate that too and we're at 44 right now so let's see if uh, next month we can move up a little bit it's a it's a monthly uh, you know monthly thing and uh, you can vote uh, i guess once a day if you'd like so uh, if you want to do that that would be great we'd appreciate that see if we can move up also on uh, any of the podcast providers if you want to turn around and leave a review a five-star review would be greatly appreciated get the word out about on screen and beyond and uh, that would be nice because uh, the more people that are listening to on screen and beyond the more guests we can get so um, that would help us out and uh, that's it. That is a wrap for this week on On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.